Do 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 do. Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I am Krusty Potty Pants. <laughs> well, Mr. Potty Pants, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. How about yourself? I must admit, I my potty pants are not very crusty. That is true, because you are not crusty potty pants. You are, in fact, loopy potty. Uh, <laughs> you are loopy potty buns. <laughs> that is your name, loopy potty buns, and I am crusty potty pants. You caught me. How did you know that was my name? It's because there's a chart, and I read it. Oh. Darn. Yes, my secret identity has gotten out. Yes, this is of utmost importance. If you don't know what you're, what we're talking about, we are uh, referencing uh, one of the greatest charts in any book ever written. Uh, that is the "What's Your New Professor Poopy Pants Name" uh, from the Changeo chart in uh, Captain Underpants Attack of Professor Poopy Pants, I believe. Which I is think the that third was book the in the series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Best it's definitely one. the one in the Professor Poopy Pants book. I just don't know if I got the name exactly right. Doesn't matter. So you must be wondering why we're talking about Captain Underpants in an episode that is clearly labeled Wonder Woman. Yes, you will get to Wonder Woman very soon. However, I am here to first scold Ryan of missing out on one of the greatest joys in life, and that is the new Captain Underpants movie. Yes. I... Uh, we're starting out with it mainly because Ryan hasn't seen it and, uh, you know, it's probably not the most important movie to talk about, but it was just in a weekend where where I was expecting one great movie, I have been gifted two. (laughs) Uh, Captain Underpants exceeded my expectations. It has all of the amazing potty humor that you can remember from the books, uh, as a kid. Uh, I'm not going to tell you, uh, what they did in the movie. But let's just say some of the things that were not thought possible to adapt in, or to take from the books into a film definitely came through. Uh, so <laughs> that's wonderful. I will let you figure out what that is and see the movie uh, and make your own judgments on that. But my level of eighth grade potty humor was was thoroughly satisfied after watching this movie. That sounds um, fantastic. Yes. How is Ryan... it doing uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, it's actually doing pretty well. Last I checked, I got an 85. Oh, that's uh, good. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's it's a solid movie. Yeah. It's filled with, you know, elementary school potty jokes, and it's just, it's perfect, really. It's, yeah. It's, it, it, it's very much in my wheelhouse. Um, oh, d- yeah. Yes, it's, it's right in my crusty zone. <laughs> this is not something we needed you to say. <laughs> Is better than I say, I, you know, I, I think that is better than me saying it's right in my potty pants zone, because that would have been much worse. It's true. Yeah. But well, that being said, everyone gonna, should watch this movie. We're going to have to get that explicit tag at this rate. Well, you know, f*** that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, let's get back to... Uh, the news of the week or let's get to the news of the week rather something that came out not long after we recorded our last episode uh the star trek discovery trailer yes dropped uh and it looks very exciting mm-hmm. you know it takes place 10 years before the original star trek series and it looks like it's going to be about the first contact between uh starfleet 
and the uh, the Klingons, I believe. Yes, and these are all things that make sense to me because <laughs> I know everything about yes. Star Trek. And by everything, I mean only things that are related to Chris Pine in Star Trek. So, I mean, that's fair. Chris Pine is fantastic, as we will discuss yes. later. But this looks like it'll... The Star Trek Discovery looks like it'll have the same uh, visual style as the J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. rebooted Star Trek movies. Um, and it looks like it's, at least from the trailer, it was very action and dramatic heavy, which is going to be a big change from all the other Star Trek, uh, basically everything, mm-hmm. except for the J.J. Abrams movies. Because uh, Star Trek has always kind of been a more, I don't want to say intellectual, but definitely, you know, a, a thinking sort of yeah. show and not so much a punchy, punchy, let me dive into things and take bold action sure. through force kind of I think show. that makes sense. I think that indicates what I'm trying to say. For the but, most part. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm, I'm excited for this TV show. I mean, I've never been a huge Trekkie, always more of a mm-hmm. Star Wars fan. You know, ever since I got into the series, but or those mm-hmm. serieses, serieses, whatever. Um, but franchises, yes, that one sounds much better as a plural. <laughs> um, yeah, ever since I got into uh, those franchises, but you know, this you know looks entertaining. It looks good. Um, you know, I I like everything space, so it should be cool. I'm excited. Definitely agree. I'm very excited. I'm still curious to see how well it will do if it will only be on. CBS All Access. That's a good point. And nowhere else. That's a very else. good point. Um, you know, the CBS is taking a big step in doing their online-only platform, uh, which is a bit of a risk uh, because, you know, not that many other TV channel or channels have done that. I mean, uh, excluding yeah. Netflix and Amazon, that's a little different uh, than what they're doing. But there's no, yeah, there's no pre-established real cable mm-hmm channel that's trying to do this and so i can see them heading in the direction of netflix and trying to be you know we have all of our content here so you got to come here mm-hmm. you know i could see them heading in that direction as a backup for if slash when you know traditional television starts to to really fail yeah. i mean that's a good point and they also have a couple other um shows on there that i don't know how all well the numbers are doing uh with the, uh, those films but like the Good Fight, uh, starring a, a Christine Baranski, which is a spinoff of The Good Wife, um, uh-huh. that you know had done pretty well in the reviews, uh, and all that, all that good stuff. So it's we'll see if if it works if, if uh, fans flock to uh, CBS All Access or not. Only time will tell. Exactly. Moving on to the biggest of screens. Uh, Venom, uh, the new Spider-Man spinoff, uh, or Spider-Man universe that without Spider-Man that Sony is putting together, uh, they have yep. casted uh, the leading man and have found their director. Yeah, which is very exciting um, and very timely, considering they were kind of running up against a deadline. I think. Yeah, and I, I think it's also right now is kind of important to get it get that news out now because people are getting excited about um you know the new spider-man movie and i think if they didn't have some good news 
you know, just differentiate themselves from um, that Spider-Man series, uh, then, you know, this, you know, Spider-Verse could be in trouble. However, yeah. I think this news might have, you know, done it some good. Yeah. Yeah. They cast Tom Hardy uh, as Venom, which I'm really excited about. I am too. You might know Tom Hardy as he played Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. I really like Tom Hardy, and I think he w- he will be a good Venom. Definitely a more, de- definitely a, a better uh, Venom than a what was it, Topher Grace, in the the last yeah. interpretation. So, um, absolutely, you know, nothing against Topher Grace, but I think Tom Hardy is definitely uh, a better choice. They also uh, have a director in uh, Ruben uh, Fleischer, uh, who did Zombieland. Mm-hmm which I haven't seen, but I've heard great things about for people that like that uh, horror comedy genre. Um, so yep. that's some good news. Uh, you know, I was I was skeptical of this franchise at first. I still am, but not nearly as much as I was. Yeah, they definitely seem to be at least trying to head in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are very solid castings and getting a, a established director mm-hmm. you know, who seems like he might be able to do very well. Yeah. So it'll just depend, I think, on what kind of tone they're trying to strike. Uh, strike. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's uh, you know, kind of darkish like the DC universe, or if they're going to try and make it at least kind of fit in with the rest of the MCU style. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, granted, we're not in time until it comes out, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited now. Just see where Tom Hardy takes it. He's a great actor, so, you know, should be good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So moving uh, to a slightly more somber note um, before we pick pick Mm -hmm. things back up again. Um, Another thing that happened pretty recently, uh, Zack Snyder uh, has left directing Justice League um, so he can be with his family uh, after... Um, after a tragedy happened, his uh, daughter unfortunately uh, committed suicide. He tried to power through, but um, as I'm sure almost anyone in his position would do, he decided he'd spend time with his family. Yes, I. That is definitely, I think, good for him and good for his family. You know, is a, a decision that I think we can all commend him mm-hmm. on. Uh, but it begs the question: uh, Who? is going to kind of take over while he's gone. Yes. And as it turns out, the one and only Joss Whedon is going to finish the film in his stead. Yeah, I mean, and not to make light of the situation with Zack Snyder, but as a, I guess, a movie-focused podcast, got to talk about the movie. Um, Yeah. So I think Joss Whedon might be the perfect person to come in and work on this film for a couple different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. m- mainly, uh, he was already working with DC. He was, you know, on on board to do a one uh, a uh, Batgirl film, uh, which was exciting. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, I, and most importantly, I think Zack Snyder's I think biggest weakness as a director is he isn't great with character and you know understanding people and what motivates them and drives them. Joss Whedon, on the other yeah. hand, that's his strength. Or that's one of his strengths. So I mm-hmm. think bringing him on board will bring in a perfect mix of hopefully the best of Zack Snyder with the best of Joss Whedon, and I think make an, make an amazing movie. So, yeah, you know, even just from the the one trailer of Justice League, mm-hmm. 
that we got it was you know already a, a more i wouldn't it was funner more yeah. fun you know and i think joss whedon will be able to kind of steer it in to try and hit that sweet spot mm-hmm. uh, that the dc universe has been trying to hit this whole time and so i'm very excited yeah, and as we have you know learned i guess from from wonder woman uh this movie's also going to have just you know a better or a better array of characters like in batman versus superman batman and superman are both relatively serious characters but mm-hmm. in justice league the flash is a goofball um wonder woman as we have learned or that we will talk about soon is also a really uh enticing and light fun character um so yeah there's lots of good stuff to look forward to and cyborg i think at least how, how he's portrayed in like the teen Titans series he's a fun character as well so you know we'll see how it all comes together um but you know my expectations for justice league are right now higher than higher than i originally thought they could be so very excited i'm yeah could be one of the greatest movies ever made so the, the hype way too high man bring it well, down no i i may or may not be a little bit biased but we'll just leave it at that I mean, the greatest movie ever made was Suicide Squad. Well, I you don't know, know whether or not this will eclipse it or not. We'll see. Time will tell. So, tune in, you know, in the future, and we will find out whether Justice League was better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, so last piece of news. Uh, let's go back to the main topic of the day, Wonder Woman. Yes. And linking it up to the box office. This movie made some noise. Yeah, just just a little bit, you know. It uh it only broke broke a record for just a couple. Yeah, you know the the main one being uh, the biggest uh, first weekend box office for a female director. Yes, which is very exciting. Uh, it made a hundred and three uh, million domestically. Uh, and that is broke the record from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey for most ever in its opening weekend uh, from mm-hmm. a female director, which is pretty big for Patty Jenkins. Big ups to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And deservingly so. The movie's a really good movie. So. Absolutely. So that's that's big. Yeah. But yeah, Wonder Woman. What do you think? I th- thought it was amazing. Uh, for you listeners, we're going to do a, a non-spoiler section first, and then oh, as yes, usual, we to. will give a, the spoiler foghorn or warning or whatever, and we will... Yes, very important disclaimer. Yes. So you can stay tuned for now, but when once we get into the spoilers, uh, we will let you know so you can leave and uh, come back another time. Yeah. So, non-spoilers. Non-spoilers. This was really good movie yeah it was i i was uh very happy with how it turned out um you know across the board uh everything was really well done um the acting was great um gal gadot chris pine uh you know two great stars um really like across the board from like the big parts of the smaller parts uh robin wright mm-hmm. killed it as uh i thought she was um, she was one of my favorites, although she had a small, uh, a small role. Um, was she the secretary? No, no, no. Uh, Robin Wright was uh, the sister, um, or the 
aunt of uh of Diana. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Antiope, yeah. I think. Gotcha. Antiope. The the general. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. No, she was fantastic as well. She I was like, great. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, she was really good. You know, also uh, Connie Nielsen playing uh, the the queen of uh, the Amazons um, as uh, Hippo Lit or Hippo. I I don't know how to pronounce it. It's yep. You, you know, get the point. It's ancient the Greek. Point. It's yep. you know the queen of the Amazons. That's what she needs. Queen to of know. the Amazons. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, across the board, you know, everyone from the uh, Amazon Amazonian warriors to you know the soldiers fighting alongside her and uh, Steve Trevor, Chris Pine. Uh, you know, once they got into into World War One, then I think the acting was really well done. Yeah, you know, definitely the acting was amazing. The fight scenes, with God, I wanted so much more fight scenes in that movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the writing was very good. It had mm-hmm. the character depth that some of the other. Uh, Zack Snyder movies kind of bring this back that they lacked. It really had that, and I think the yeah the development I mean, the, and the depth of the characters mm-hmm. was just very good. And I think a lot of that just goes back to the script because you know as Patty Jenkins has bragged about, uh, you know she did not cut anything out of this movie. It's she had her vision for what it should be, and you know she got to put it all out there. There was only one scene that they reshot, mm-hmm. and that was just. A small little thing in the middle of the movie it's it's it was pretty crazy you know how close they kept the script and then how well that played on the screen so yeah so a plus job to everyone who helped write that because mm-hmm. it was amazing yeah. yeah across the across the board um i don't know what other good things can we say about it without spoiling anything the the dc movies should have started with with wonder woman and I'm actually now kind of sad that Joss Whedon's directing Batgirl because I really want another female director to direct Batgirl now. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I mean, mean, it's... Not that I think I, Joss Whedon will do bad, but... Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you, but I would also say, why not just give her, you know, maybe give her a chance to direct The Flash. We, we know they're having trouble finding someone for that property. That's true. Uh, or have, have a female direct that. Or I don't know. It's, it, I, I think this movie opens up a lot of doors. Um, mm-hmm. Breaking that proverbial glass ceiling, if you will. Because um, now we know that a female-led superhero movie can be successful. We know a female-directed uh, female directed movie can be successful. Yeah. It's breaking so many barriers that, you know, will open things up for, you know, women everywhere, which, which is honestly a really great thing for the film industry. Definitely. They've, you know, struggled with this for ever since there was a film industry, and I'm glad that they're taking this step, and I really hope that Warner Brothers moves forward to, you know, you mm-hmm. know keep, you know, keep her in the universe and making their movies and tries to bring as many others on board. Yeah. So. Okay. What else do we got? Is there anything else we can say without spoiling it? Because... So I, want, I want to talk about this movie. It's so I good. Know. Um, go see this movie. Yes. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is this is where the DC universe starts. So, and technically, technically, you are true. Exactly. Or you, you are right in saying that. It's 
in the timeline during world this war ii in the timeline this is the world beginning. war one exactly yeah. Or, yeah so it's a world war there was there was nazis <laughs> um no there wasn't close enough <laughs> like they're like they're pre-nazis exactly yeah yeah okay yeah see the movie um i think we're about to get into our spoiler section just because there's not much else to talk about other than us you know gushing over how good this movie is yeah yeah Uh, so go see it go see captain underpants yes see that too that's so good so good um yeah also be sure to subscribe and download download and like our facebook page and all that all the good stuff to this podcast and again my shameless plug uh to onset with errol koenig um so yeah do that and we will see you later once you've seen this movie so you can listen to us discuss uh discuss wonder woman all right thank you for listening bye bye are they gone now i hope so yeah. all right spoiler section spoiler section all right this movie was really and by far my favorite thing okay not by far i had a lot of favorite things yes. one of my favorite it was a good thing, movie. one of my favorite things will always be the fact that the god of war is a mustachioed british man i love that that was so good that was fantastic it was amazing david was... uh Thwellis, um plays Ares slash um sir patrick i believe was his name yeah uh, yeah he he was great and i didn't see it coming and you know when i watched it a second and a third time i got to see you know i'm I just paying more closer attention to his performance and like you can see whenever like she says something you can just see him react like as aries but like subtly so you can't so good <laughs> that's amazing. so good yeah that was that was one of my favorite parts uh you know mm-hmm. of of the film uh you know seeing i guess that transformation uh yeah, yeah. and it, it was, was a real twist which is something that after watching so many superhero movies recently i feel like we haven't really had any real twists and that was a really good one yeah De- definitely caught me off guard and i think it worked really well um so good it was a great performance and just like seeing him yell in like the giant armor but like without his helmet so he still looks like a middle-aged british <laughs> guy with like a huge mustache yeah holding up the giant sword with the lightning going everywhere it's oh it was, it was thoroughly enjoyable it was amazing yeah yeah so what else, what else can we spoil um uh, i really liked um uh well let's see um my favorite scene in the movie uh took place uh right right about in the middle when they were attacking uh that belgian town uh-huh. uh when wonder woman like like for the first time out in public Did became a superhero yeah like she yeah. just went all out uh it it was crazy that um, was a beautiful scene it was you know like from the moment it started because like one her emotions were or like her feelings and why she's doing it her are like good and you know and pure versus like some of the other you know 
times we've seen stuff like this where they're just doing it because someone else is trying to kill them. Yeah. She's doing it to help other people. And she goes up there and she's blocking gunshots and blocking everything and knocking bombs out of the sky and mm-hmm. almost single-handedly taking down an entire German troop. Uh, yeah. And then almost single-handedly demolishes a building. Yeah, know. so uh, when they got to... Uh, I guess after they got through the the trenches and they got to uh, the city, my favorite scene is when she runs ahead of everyone else and mm-hmm. just pretty much takes out a building of of people. Yeah, which I thought was amazing. Uh, I mean, you can compare it to I guess the scene in Batman vs Superman where Batman does a similar thing, which is also one of the highlights of that movie. Mm-hmm. But I think this movie does it so well. Uh, it just not only is it her, you know, beating people up, uh, but, like, she's using all of her, I guess, powers and all of her tools. Like, she, part of it, like, she's knocking people with her sword, using her using her shield, you mm-hmm. know, occasionally taking out the lasso. And, you know, there was, yeah. there, there was one moment when she was in that building, uh, and, like, the score was, you know, it, the score was going, the d- doing its thing, and, like, she was kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And just all that together i got goosebumps and that's same that's when you that that's when you know the movie's good and when you know that uh you know that that it's all you know that that the score is good and that you know you're you're in the right hands yeah the score so, was amazing for this movie too the score i really was loved really the good. the theme like wonder woman's theme and that they would get that electric guitar riff going every time she kicks a mass yeah it's great. Uh, it's great. I mean, and you can also tell it's a good uh, score if you know it's stuck in your head for the next couple of days, <laughs> and it has been stuck in my head since Thursday. So, absolutely, great job on the score for the movie. Mm-hmm. So that that was awesome. That was my favorite yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what what else you talk about. Uh, what did you think of the beginning of the movie? You know, taking like the first third to like just as origin how like starting on the island and how she got off the first third not even focusing on like the main plot being the war just focusing on the character herself Mm -hmm. i mean watching it it felt a little slow but looking back i don't think they Mm could have done it any other way and had Mm -hmm. the rest of the movie be as strong as it was yeah i I would probably agree that it might have been a little a a little slow and maybe cut you know a couple minutes here or there Mm-hmm. Um, but like overall, I thought it was really important. Like, I felt like this was really a movie and, you know, an hour episode or a 45 minute episode of something. It was like a 45, actually, let me restart a 45 <laughs> minute movie, uh, uh-huh. setting up the character, you know, less so for all that stuff that's coming on, um, it, it, less so for actually being an interesting, compelling story, more so to lay the groundwork for the character. Yeah. Um, and then the next, you know, two-thirds of the movie, I think is really just a movie in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another hour and 40 minutes of, you know, of what goes on. There's there's a whole three-act structure within that last, you know, bit, you know, yeah. where they go and get into the war front and fight and do all that mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it, it works like that and normally when i guess movies break that three-act structure and like add a fourth act or whatever um it can get weird and like it feels like the beginning's added on for no reason or whatever yeah but 
in this movie, uh, I felt like it it worked. It definitely did. It yeah. wasn't boring, and also the action and the and you know just seeing all, all the all the Amazonians fight uh, and do that stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, and even when they got you know when she was off the island and she was still they were in like the second first mm-hmm. act or whatever trying to get to the war front there was enough humor in that and mm-hmm. enough energy still that it was humor very energy good. and they also had a little bit of action like when they were in that uh, hallway uh, yeah hallway the, in the, the alleyway alley yeah exactly mm-hmm. um you know it's I, I thought it worked yeah I, I it was I, good I, it was good for seeing you know as the audience kind of being there with uh, Chris Pine's character, like seeing what her powers and everything she can do and how that compares to, you know, average normal people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it was just fun to, to kind of be there. Like Chris Pine was basically being an audience stand in and you could totally imagine yourself standing there and being amazed as much as he was. Yeah. Chris Pine is awesome. I love Chris Pine. He is. I do appreciate in this movie that there were no gratuitous sex shots of Wonder Woman, and there was just one almost completely naked shot of Chris Pine. Yeah. It was great. I, yeah, I I mean, that actually brings up a good point. I do agree with that, and I thought that was also one of the, the one of the funnier scenes uh, when he's getting out of the pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, that was funny. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just realized I forgot to tell a joke that I was planning on telling. Um, I'll I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, um, but br- you bringing up uh, sex shots makes me think made me think of the one thing that I didn't like about this movie. And what was that? The one thing I didn't like, right after my favorite scene in the movie, mm-hmm. was my least favorite part when they were in the town and then uh, you know the dancing woman and Steve Trevor. Uh, yeah, the dancing, and then uh, Steve, I Wonder Woman, and Steve Trevor going up into the into their room and kissing. Yeah, and I thought that was my least favorite part. Not that it was necessarily bad or unnecessary, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was too long. That part definitely dragged. Um, yeah, it's you know you're in the middle of an action movie and you spend like twenty minutes, you know, on just these two characters swaying. Yeah. And um, especially which, after a scene like that, it feels mm-hmm. especially slow. Yeah, and I th- I think it it is a necessary scene, and I think you know maybe a better way to handle it could have been, um, you know maybe, you know, uh, I don't know, just make make it shorter. Maybe cut the scene before you know they make out in in their uh, in the bedroom or whatever. Like, yeah, I thought that was just added just so. Because they felt the need to add it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it was really necessary for the arc they were trying to get. Yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, after, especially after the, the big fight scene, you know, Chris Pine mm-hmm. and uh, Wonder Woman, they feel like seeing them in action as a team was a much more compelling relationship to me than their romantic relationship yeah and you know i think comparing it to captain america uh mm-hmm. the first avenger because there are lots of comparisons oh yeah uh i mean this movie i actually like more than uh the first captain america yeah 
can I that say being, that? Can mm-hmm. I say that this is probably the movie that Captain America should have been? Because that was a good movie, but it would have been even better if it had gone. I think some of the ways that this did. That's fair. I'm not entirely sure how they would have switched it up. Or do you have any ways and any thoughts in particular of how they could have done this type of thing? I mean, I don't know. Having the twist, I think, was a big yeah. plus than Wonder Woman that Captain America didn't have. I, I, I agree. I just I don't know where the twist would have come in in Captain America. Just because you already knew who the Red Skull was. You know? I mean, it's, I suppose. But, I don't know. I mean, maybe... Captain America didn't have, like, the emotional thing that Wonder Woman did for me. And by, what do you mean by emotional? Do you mean, like, uh, with her needing to protect people, or... Uh, or... Just, like, investment in the characters as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in yeah. Captain America, you know, Steve Rogers is the one who flies the plane and, you know, crashes into the ocean... And that's not as compelling because I know he's going to survive that crash. Whereas mm-hmm. in Wonder Woman, you know, Chris Pine that's goes fair. up. That's very and, fair. And, and we know he's not coming back from that. Yeah. Um, unless, ooh. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, but I, I, I agree. I think um, in some of those ways, that's, that's definitely the case. However, the one edge you give to Captain America in the way that is the way they handled the romance between, uh, you know, Steve Rogers and uh, uh, Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because they never, you know, had that, you know, make out sex scene like Wonder yeah. Woman had. Um, but they had the end where they said they loved each other, and then, mm-hmm. and I just think that one scene in the middle wasn't ne- really necessary in this movie, but. Again, that's just a little nitpick. It's, it's a great movie, you know. With the exception of that one little nitpick, I, just, I, I loved everything else. Yeah, you know, and yeah. even then, it's a pretty small nitpick compared to yeah, the exactly. whole movie. Yeah, no. just something where I, I felt like it just kind of took us out of the main thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, everything else was great. Um, we haven't talked about the almost Nazis, the pre-Nazis, yeah. if you will. The uh, Germans. Yeah, uh, Danny uh, Houston, I believe, and um, uh, what was her name? Anya or Naya, or actually, whatever. Uh, the I forget the act- actress's name who played a uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Maru or Doctor Poison, mm-hmm. um, Maru, if you will. Yeah, thought they were great. Um, here, here's something kind of funny. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I saw this movie a couple times. There was one thing that I said to myself every single time at the same exact spot each time i saw it uh-huh when uh the uh, character of um the D- danny houston's character i'm totally blanking on his name yeah uh the, the, the german general guy yeah the, the the german general um i don't know why i'm blanking on his name uh in the movie but when he's first being introduced uh and or one of the, like, when we first get to see him like interact with uh, I guess other people, um, he's talking to someone about uh, you know lack of sleep and lack of food for the uh, you know the, the the army for the army and that they need rest. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff. Uh, General Ludendorff. 
Ah, yeah. That, that was his name. Uh, and he was talking to the other guy, and he said, you should be prepared for the brutality. They have to be prepared for the brutality of war. And, like, he turns in, in, and said, you need to make sure they have an example of that. So he turns around and then shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw that scene, in my head, I go, fucking Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. And it's not even, like, it was just a gut reaction. It's like, ugh. Um, but that was funny. Uh, but he was, you know, perfectly mean and all that stuff. Uh, Elena uh, Anaya is the name of the actress who played Dr. Poison. Mm-hmm. She was also good. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's very interesting because, like, I expected this to be, you know, like, kind of like Captain America Civil War where it's U.S. versus Germany. Uh, and that's, you know, the end result. But it turned out they added the whole twist with Ares and that turned it into a little bit more personal. And I think doing just the personal, I don't think is enough. Doing just the war, I'm not sure is enough either. I think having both of them, uh, it, I think it works so much better. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I, I like that they picked World War One. Uh, because you know it one of its names at the time was the war to end all wars and yeah. that was one of the big you know compelling things about the whole trying to kill Ares and all that mm-hmm. yeah you know? and then also I appreciate it fit in with like the DC universe's slightly darker tones mm-hmm. uh, but it was also it wasn't being dark for the sake of being dark it was being dark because that is Mm -hmm. very important to the story and the setting and it was brought in in a much better way than i think any of the other dc films have yeah and you know what um i think by one in in like the trailers and stuff for this movie i complained Mm -hmm. that it was very monotone very like either just like gray or like a gold scheme where it was just all kind of one color when watching this movie once they got into London, they were like, oh, wait, no, that's that's not because the trailer was great. It's just because London's a very gray city. <laughs> it's just foggy all the time. It's yeah. not actually what they did in the trailer. It's just the location of this yeah. one part of the movie because in comparison to, you know, uh, the mascara, uh, which is just so beautiful and, you know, light all the time and, yeah, you know, all that, all that good stuff. So it's... Do you, you know, think it I, rains on the mascara? Mascara? No. How do plants grow? There's water. There, there's water. Yeah. <laughs> See, These are... yeah, and I, I know plants. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, one, I think it's probably magic. You're probably um, right. But I mean, the reason why I say it's magic is because the you know the whole mascara is under a dome of clouds. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like a protective layer so people can't see into this beautiful paradise. Um, so I mean, clouds couldn't get in. I mean, because the boats, but like just the boats got in. The in. Bubble. Well, the, the boats take. I'm just what I'm saying. It's like the clouds would just join the other clouds. Oh yeah. It's you know, so mm. I assume they probably either just magic plants, which is perfectly <laughs> plausible because Zeus made the island. Yep. Um, or they, you know, have a way to filter the water from the sea and or the ocean and turn that into into yeah. plant life. So, 
these are the very important things that I think about during it, movies. It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were... Uh, I don't know. It's... One of my favorite parts about this movie, going on a similar note, uh, we're just seeing, like, the giant animals, like the cows with, like, the giant horns yeah. on there. <laughs> they were, Like, they were just there. When I was watching the movie earlier today... Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't noticed this, but in the scene where um, uh, Hippolyta, I, I pronounced that terribly wrong, whatever, when uh, <laughs> Diana's mom caught her training with uh, Antiope, uh, uh-huh. you know, the, you see them arguing, but what you don't see is that in the background, there's just a, a cow just walking through the scene, and it just <laughs> made me so happy. That's great. And, or when the you know, uh, the cow showed up when Diana was trying to get into the tower. Yeah, I mean that that that's the one that everyone noticed that yeah. also was was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that and I was like, this is the kind of thing that makes a good movie that never would have showed up in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I mean, not that it never showed up in Batman vs Superman. Just Batman vs Superman had, you know, and <laughs> it was a three hour movie that they had to cut into two hours and twenty minutes. And yeah. It, you know, all things aside, whatever. But th- this one had all those little nuggets that, you know, if you throw in maybe one or two of those jokes that, you know, mm-hmm. that it's there, it's fine, like Batman vs. Superman. But, like, this one had enough, like, throughout so that it fit in with the tone and it fit in with everything and it was still funny and all and good and yeah, easy to follow. It didn't feel out of place and all that, so... Yeah, no, it was beautifully handled. The the jokes and the uh, you know going deep into characters mm-hmm. and you know Diana's character arc throughout the whole movie, it was very well done. And I really want to commend everyone who helped write that, as well as the directors and everyone. You know. Yeah, all the producers uh, worked on this film. You know, mm-hmm. all we. From Charles Roven, Rebecca Roven, Richard Richard Suckle, uh, all did a great job. Uh, Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder, uh, when they let lent a helping hand on this film, they've had a had a big influence. And there's so so many more you know people on, yeah. on that producing team, uh, you know, also with with the writing staff and with the director and you know the the designers and the casting and mm-hmm. I think everything would was pretty close to. W- w- was was pretty close to perfect on this movie and it worked out really well and it's a great movie and all that good stuff absolutely yeah, yeah. So let's see do you have anything else to say about this movie 10 out of 10 would get punched in the face by wonder woman also very important things i think about during movies oh very much so it's if you don't think about these things who will exactly it will yeah i have a duty to our <laughs> listeners to think about these kind yeah. of things yeah oh so i actually wanted to talk to you about the after credit scene oh yes the uh you know very long very detailed intricate after credit scene yes and by that i mean justice league because there wasn't any uh, <laughs> after credit scene in this movie uh i know yeah uh when i heard that was happening um I was actually kind of fine with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it definitely didn't need a forced after credit scene. Yeah. Like, if 
maybe if they wanted to include that scene where she was writing the email back to Bruce Wayne, you know, after, yeah. you know, at the end, maybe. But it also ties in so well to how they started the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that it makes sense. Actually, my biggest complaint, I, t- I take back what I said before. Um, <laughs> my biggest complaint with the film, uh-huh. the last shot it's her jumping, uh, you know, off of the Louvre into the middle of Paris. Yeah. Uh, in her gear, about to look like looking like she's about to punch something. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I had that same question. I yeah. No, no clue. No idea. I mean, it looked really cool. It did. I wasn't complaining because it worked really well to get us into the into the credits. Mm-hmm. Also, she jumped like halfway across the city, and Wonder Woman's great. And also a demigod. I'm not convinced she could do that. She can fly. Can she? Yeah. Did you miss the whole thing where, like, she was flying with Ares and they were both... She doesn't do it all the time, but, like, that is one of the powers. Okay. That she definitely had all three times I saw the movie. <laughs> it doesn't change, so it's... Trust me, I know. You, you sure it didn't change? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word yeah. for it. Yeah, so... I mean, her powers were a little bit muddled. They didn't, they didn't really, I guess, tell us everything she can do. But that's partially because she didn't know everything she can do. She's a demigod, and she's kind of finding it out yeah. you know, as she goes along. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I think it, uh, other than that last part, you know, it all made sense. Yeah. 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 And but, even then, it was a, at least a cool shot to end the movie, even if it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but you know, it, and I, I, I think, going back to my to my point, um, I said a second ago about her discovering her powers. It also works really well because with all the different things that she can do, it allowed allows her a bunch of different cool, you know, shots and cool ways of doing things. Like just throughout the movie, when she had like the lasso scene, and she was whipping it everywhere when she was in the middle of the city. Yeah. Or the scene, you know, when she's you know whipping people or like hitting people like with her shield and sword and or like the scene at the end of the movie when she like charges through all of the all of the pre-nazis uh and like with like the gold rush the golden red you know yeah. color rush like that was really cool granted does she have super speed or is she just really fast or whatever it's you know i don't know it doesn't make sense, but it looks really cool, so I ain't complaining. Yeah, you know, I think at that point at least she was like running through a fire. I that think was... might actually. I think that explains the color, but she was also moving like really fast. Oh yeah, it might just be like they played it in fast motion. Hmm. Um. So it seemed fast. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it looked cool. I'm not gonna complain. Yeah. I thought I thought it fit, and you know she's a god, so she can do whatever she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Literally, she can do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> so Yeah. So, uh, you know, good luck, rest of Justice League. You've got a literal god on your team. Yes. Yeah. I actually heard something pretty interesting the other day uh, from uh, one of my friends mm-hmm. uh, comparing Marvel to DC, and I think this actually is, you know, ties in nicely to what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Marvel is humans trying to be gods. Uh-huh. DC is gods trying to be humans. Yeah. That's a really interesting way to put it, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. I think that works really well with Wonder Woman because she's trying to, you know, protect humanity, and she, you know, she's, she's trying to do what's best for you know the world, you know, 
and I think I think that works really well, you know. Yeah. I guess with the exception of Batman, because he's just rich. <laughs> that's true. He is, he's he's a human, human trying to be a god. Well, maybe maybe that's his god power. He just has a lot of money. His gods were rich. That's, that's true. <laughs> then again, that would make Tony Stark a god, and that would go straight to his head. Way too much of an ego issue for him. Yeah, so no, we don't. Need we that. can. Never mind. I scratched that. But <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Good talk about Wonder Woman. Yeah, definitely. If you've listened to here and you haven't seen it, please see it. Even it, though we've told you the entire movie, it's so worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's you know even if you already know the plot, just seeing the, you know seeing the awesome action it's the best action in a definitely in a dc movie to date um yeah, yeah it's a mix of like small scale stuff with uh like hand-to-hand combat with you know like a little bit longer scale things like the whip and the i don't know it works it works really well so yeah definitely go see it um yeah or if you have seen it see it again why not it's a good movie yeah errol seen it three times follow yes. asleep and even though it is a two and a half hour movie, only once did I fall asleep during it. So, <laughs> granted, I I did watch it at the ten thirty screening, and I'm on the west coast instead of the east coast, which means I was very tired, uh, and it was kind of like I watched it until five o'clock in the morning. So I may have been sleeping <laughs> through the last scene when they were on that journal uh, German base, but you know. You mean other than that? You mean the climax of the movie? Slow. <sighs> I'm it was still good. Disappointed. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> uh, the other two times I saw that that scene, it was awesome. So, yeah. so still yeah. counts. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, yeah. Anything else we need to say? Should we get to our plugs? I think it's plug time. Plug time. Uh, subscribe to Onset with Errol Koenig. Um, you know, also like the Facebook page, uh, and then also do the exact same uh, for uh, this podcast, Caught Monologuing. Subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. Uh, like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, uh, and also follow Ryan because I am not home anymore, so you can't follow me. He's yep. your only option. <laughs> if you're going, if you're going to follow one of us, he's the one. Yeah. So. Now that I've used that foolproof logic, we can end that conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. All right. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye.